And we're back. <laughs> Jamal, Rodney, what's going on? What it do, baby? What's up, man? Hey, hey, it's been another week. We've been having guests on the show for the last month and a half, and now we're back to the Three Amigos. I feel like I I, I feel genuine right now. Yeah. I feel I feel back to the basics. Does it feel like home again? We're getting back to the basics, man. I'm going home again. So before we get into this, you know, um, I wish I was in a better mood though. But. Well, we'll we'll get into that. We'll yeah. get into that. But um, Rodney, I know you had a very good experience a few days ago with some wings. Why don't you tell the people about that? Whew. Okay, so Saturday, I went to try on the suit that didn't fit. <laughs> and I had to get it tailored again. And me and my wife decided to go eat. So I've been hearing a lot about Nappy Chef, which is off of Albemarle. Man, no wings made me want to slap my mama, man. I'm telling you. Wait, so the suit didn't fit, so you said, screw it. I'm let just going to eat Let me go get some. Let me go get some eat. That's how you cope with that? That's how you cope with it? I cope with it. like, well, it, it was actually too big. Okay, oh, okay. okay. So, right. so you was trying to fit the suit. So I was trying to fit the suit. So they wanted to chop it up again. I'll pick it up tomorrow. All right, all right. With the Nappy Chef, man, I got the jerk mac and cheese. Oh, my gosh. It's an experience. My wife had the chicken and waffles, vanilla waffles. Y'all, go to the Nappy Chef All right. off of Albemarle Road. And uh, Nappy Chef, if you'd like to sponsor the Under Construction <laughs> Show at any point in time, please get in contact with us. Now, Thank you, sir. And we will eat it in front of the camera. Now, Jamal, you kind of experienced a high within the last week as well. Um, you did something that me and Rodney did last week. And that was getting the winning column. So here we go. Um, <laughs> so tell go. us, how does it feel, you know, watching Florida State get that 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 elusive victory <laughs> this past weekend? Come on, Jamal. <laughs> Your sarcasm is not appreciated, number one. Um, Woo! No, excuse me, I'm talking, sir. <laughs> there three things. Your, your sarcasm is not appreciated. Number two, fire Willie Taggart. Number three. I am very close to filling out a fan transfer form, and I, I we're still accepted. I, I I may I may be filing to to become a North Carolina Tar Heels fan. Hey, pretty hey, soon. Hey, listen, listen. All I'm gonna say about that that's a losing shit. Last too. year we won two games. We went two and nine last year. It's new energy, man. And we are two and zero right now. So I'm, I'm just saying we had a lot of drama with the last name Brown yesterday, but the only Brown I'm caring about is Mac because he is back. Okay, <laughs> I love it. Hey, Vince, I got a question for What's you. What's up, man? You know, like in soccer, the other football. How they have relegation. Okay. Do you think Florida State could be relegated <laughs> to the AAC or the FCS? Or oh, man. Like who, who, who should we bring up, though? Who, who should we bring up? Uh, um, App State. Oh, App State. Bring App State, App State to the ACC. <laughs> and let Florida State go back down and earn their way back. You know, when you're a fan of a college team that just started winning, you don't have the long hey. legacy and history that we do. We have I, the same I, 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 would, I would do the same oh, thing. So yeah. I, I'm just going to take it for right now. All right. Well, look, y'all. Let's let's get into this. We um, we obviously ain't here for that, though. It's, so. a, it's the first week. We of the NFL season, uh, we just got done watching Carolina uh, Carolina play the Rams. Uh, the Rams ended up winning uh, thirty to twenty-seven. Ron Rivera drops to four and five um, as a head coach in uh, openers. game openers. Cam Newton had a pretty good day, statistically speaking, throwing for two hundred and thirty-nine yards. Christian McCaffrey was still all everything, leading the team in both rushing and receiving. But uh, unfortunately, we just couldn't get that W. So, Jamal, I'm going to start with you. Um, you're Ron Rivera right now. You're at the booth taking questions. <laughs> what are you saying right now? 
I, the same thing we, I, we say every other time. We <laughs> All right, do. Can I, can I say, is, say uh, There's a lot of missed opportunities, uh, more <laughs> missed opportunities, and then there were some missed opportunities. Um, it's, it's, t- today's loss is really kind of it, it's really tough to formulate, and, and, and here's why, man. Because we have to take into consideration we we are playing the defending NFC champs. Yeah, it's week one, mm-hmm. and let's not. Let's not understate that. It is week one. Mm-hmm. And I just believe a lot of this stuff that we at the, the times we look at times we looked very undisciplined. Yeah. And that's gonna happen a lot with these with with these week one games. You get what I'm saying? We lost by what? Three points? Three points. Today? Yeah, three points. So the difference could be the DJ Moore fumble. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, it, it could be Cam missing a wide open Greg Olson on the third down. Mm-hmm. It could be Cam missing another wide open throw in the fourth quarter. It could be Cam making the wrong decision before that throw in the fourth quarter. It could be one play, literally one play in this football game, <laughs> and we're having a different discussion here today. So. Again, it, it's 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 tough for me to really, it's tough for me to really formulate, man, because I, I we were right there. You get what I'm saying? And I believe a lot of times we shot our own selves in the foot. Gotcha. And one more thing I'll, I'll say, you know, the defense gives up thirty something points today, but I kind of believe they were on the field too much. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. Rodney, same question. You're you're Ron Rivera. You're at the podium. You're being asked to sum up today's game, you know, trying to stay positive and all that. Like, what are you saying right now if you're Ron Rivera? <laughs> Put on my Ron Rivera mask. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm an average coach. Um, oh, snap. Um, there were a lot of missed opportunities today. Um, Cam had some overthrows. Uh, Luke Kuechly looked like he lost a little bit off the fastball today. Uh yeah, just missed opportunities. Yeah, <laughs> DJ Moore has, ne- has never learned how to correctly run the ball and just fall down. Okay, DJ okay. fall down more. That's okay. what we need to call him. <laughs> That's what we call him. But um, I think honestly, I think that we we they, they outperformed us today. Okay, Goff, they out executed us today. Uh, Golf Golf wasn't good. Goff was not particularly But he was better than Cam Newton today. And that's all he had to be was better than Cam Newton today. Now, Cam Newton went 25 of 38 for 239. I'm going to say that again. 25 of 38 for 239, while conversely, Goff went 23 of 39 for 186. Okay? But here's the thing, man. Numbers never lie. True. But sometimes numbers don't tell the whole story. Okay. Skew things. Um, with that, a, a, as it may be that as it may, Cam didn't make the throws when we really yeah, needed true. him to I'll make agree. the throws I'll today. Agree. That and that's the difference of the ball game, right there, man. Okay. So how much of in regards to the offense not being able to execute, how much blame are we putting on Cam Newton right now? Let me, let, let me say this. He, he showed us a, a, a good deal of the blame to me. Okay. Um, also, the offensive line, too. I mean, he was, they, they, he was getting pressured the whole game. And he could hear those footsteps in the back of his head, like, I got to get rid of it. I got to get rid of it. So, it's kind of rushed. And then also, you got to look at it like this. He had 11 snaps in the preseason. I was going to get to that. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and obviously, he needs that time. I, I'm, I'm going to give him a pass this game because maybe this is his preseason game. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he comes out sharp. 
on Thursday against Tampa because if he doesn't come out sharp, it's it's gonna be some problems. I actually, yeah. I actually, I actually have full faith he will because historically, when Cam has had lackluster bad games. He usually follows it up with pretty good games after that. And you, you stole a lot of my thunder because, you know, I was going to say, man, like even the the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game in the mm-hmm. preseason, he didn't even make it through that whole game yeah, you know, yeah. because, Wait, because of his foot. Right, right. So, I mean, and, and those missed throws, that stuff was timing. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that stuff yeah. is is – it's time. One throw he he threw to DJ Moore. DJ Moore looked like he was running a whole nother route. Right, yeah. You get what I'm saying? And and, and that's timing between that's timing on DJ Moore, that's timing on Cam Newton, man. And sometimes it takes longer to to develop that than other teams do. Yeah. So So what do you guys think about about his shoulder? Did you guys pay attention to the mechanics? Did he look better? Did he regress? They look slightly better. Um sometimes he reverted back to some of his okay. old stuff. But to me, what was telling is only had three rushing attempts. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're trying to protect him. Uh, honestly, at this point, let Cam be Cam. And whatever happens has to happen. Man, we're in year nine, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, let, let it rip. I, let it rip. It, have, we this, ever, have we ever seen Cam Newton finish a game with negative rushing yards? No, I don't, I don't think not, so. Not okay. that I can ever I w- remember. Yeah, well, he because he finished in the negative today with those three, those three rushing attempts. And I'm wondering how much is it that he's – thinking too much because everyone wants him to be a pocket passer mm-hmm. and how much is it is a coaching staff telling him to stay in the but, and, and that's a really good point because think about every well I mean the quarterback position in the NFL is just a lot to think about mm-hmm. automatically but with Cam Newton in particular protect my shoulder yeah <laughs> my, my mechanics have to be better this is my first real live action and God Two, knows three, how long yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. what I'm saying I'm, I'm developing new chemistry with with all with these new pieces and parts mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, you you kind of seeing uh, uh, North Turner kind of open up the playbook a little bit because yeah. he even stated because of Cam's health last year, we didn't even see the full brigade of the Panthers' office last year. So that's a lot to kind of all consume and think about during the course of an NFL game, man. I got a negative and a positive too. Uh, Chris McCaffrey was uh, was an obvious positive. Twenty nine touches, over two hundred yards total. The negative about that is, where was everybody else? Right, right, right. We've been hearing about Curtis Samuel just killing training camp, blazing it. MVP of training camp every (laughs) year. Three, four catches? Yeah. Every year. 40 yards maybe? Yeah. And so it's just like we need to to find a way to get other people involved in in the offense. Uh, That's on camp too. You you have to make those reads, and, and, and the offensive line has to block for you too. Enough for those guys to get open. He's smart in taking the check downs, but take a chance every now and then. Now, one thing that I saw today that, that really stood out to me was a lot of the miscues, mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, pre-snap penalties. Mm-hmm. I think we had about one or two, two. Uh, close to having delayed games, and they had, to, they had to burn some timeouts, which actually hurt them in the second half when they were trying to make their comeback. They had, some, uh, they had quite a few false stars and some holdings and all that. Are we looking at this as the offense not being able to get it together during the uh, preseason, or is this should we be looking at this as a problem going forward? This Ron Rivera's thing, man. It's, it's, the teams I, are kind of like that. I man. actually agree with that. I actually agree with that because historically, it's Groundhog's Day with this stuff, man. Yeah. It's that this stuff has been going on for far too long, in my opinion. I mean, the, the miscommunication with the the headset or the coaching, whatever Special it is, teams, you know what everything. I mean. The, these critical penalties, man. He, this stupid stuff 
that's ultimately costing us points that ultimately cost us games. Yeah. I actually agree with Rodney on that, man. Okay, so let's uh, – well, no, no, I want to stay on the offensive side of the ball. So one of the biggest questions that we've had going into uh, the season was actually the <laughs> offensive line. So give me your guys' thoughts on the offensive line today. C. C? Let's see. Okay. I'm a little more generous. I, I say B- minus because I think – we ran the ball effectively in spots. Okay. Yeah. I think if we could have passed the ball better, it would have opened up the ground game even more. Now, regardless of what 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 happened with with the Rams' other defensive players, you got to give them props for control. Yeah. Aaron Donald. Today. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Donald was ultimately, at least statistically, invisible today. Nullified. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that opened up a lot of stuff for. Uh, the linebacker who killed us today. I, I, what's the guy's Fowler, name? Uh, Fowler? No, well, Fowler was one of them, but the guy, the linebacker who intercepted yeah. Cam, he went crazy today. You get what I'm saying? So, but even with that being said, you you can live with that. Okay. You just can't let this monster wreak havoc on your yeah. whole line all game. So I'm 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 actually more B minus B with the offensive line today. Man. Okay. So now I'm gonna jump over to the defensive side of the ball. Mm. Uh, Rodney, I'm gonna start with you. Give me your thoughts overall on the defense today. <sighs> Good pressures. Got to get to the quarterback. Got to finish the deal. Uh, when we had one sack today. Uh, shout out to James Bradbury. One sack, one interception mm-hmm. today. Uh, pay that man, please. Nah, he played, he <laughs> Marty, played, pay the he man. He played very well today, man. Um, I, I'm. It's too many soft coverages within the zone to me. Um, critical third down conversions. That, that was our problem on offense. That's that's what they converted on. Yeah, and it's just right. like right. We like Jamal said earlier. We just couldn't get off the field in those critical situations. We were, we were close to turnovers. Uh, we had a fumble recovery that was a <laughs> incomplete catch-catch. But, uh, right. yeah, it's, it's BS. Yeah. But I, it's the defense to me overall was a B-minus today. B-minus. It was a B-minus. Uh, we, just, we, just got, we have to close the deal getting to the quarterback. No. What you uh, got, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Jamal, what you got, Jamal? I'm, I'm, actually, <clears throat> I'm actually going C with the defense. I, I agree with everything Rodney said. I actually think the linebackers outside of Shaq Thompson struggled today. Even Luke Keekley, even yeah. the almighty Luke Keekley. He was I, out of position a I, lot of times. I think they they really they really struggled today, man, because even with some of those soft zone coverages, um so when, when when you're a linebacker, you play in those soft zone zone coverages, you got to you got to pick right. What I yeah. mean is, you know, you're either covering this 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 running back coming out the backfield or you're covering this tight end. And there was a lot of confusion between between Jermaine Carter and Luke Keekley. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And and I just think there was too much of that. Now, granted, I do believe they were on the field way too much because of our lack of third down conversions. But at the same time, uh you you're missing gaps, you're missing tackles, a lot of missed tackles with Gurley and uh and mostly with the with the uh, the other running back. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. whatever guy name is that I'm gonna pick up a fantasy football. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, talk about uh, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just think both the linebackers and the safeties, uh they, their their run support wasn't yeah. where it needed to be today, man. So yeah. and that was a big time struggle for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So for me personally, you guys have been speaking about the soft coverages um that we saw today. I actually saw the coverages as a positive because golf actually moved around a lot. He had to move around with his legs to keep the play going. And typically when you see a quarterback having a scramble, that means that you're having good, good coverage yeah. downfield. And I, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. 
And what I'm saying is we couldn't get any pressure on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And it was that's Not why enough. we that's why we were giving up those chunk yards in those yeah. critical situations because we just couldn't get any pressure. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with B overall. Even with Luke Keekley kind of being out of source today, the line the, the the second and third level, in my opinion, played pretty doggone good today. Mm-hmm. But outside of maybe the first quarter, I don't remember the defensive line getting too much, much pressure, pressure yeah. on on the quarterback. So uh, we got Tampa Bay next week. Hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll see a different uh, defensive line. I'm not even going to put his name out there because I don't want to put no added pressure on him. We didn't get a chance to see him today. Yeah, but um, yeah. I'm hoping that come Thursday we'll see a different defensive line. Yeah, and 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 speaks. Speaking, still speaking uh, of the defense, you know, this has been touted as a hybrid 4-3-3-4. To me, it looked mostly same old 4-3. I just, I didn't see, you know, those exotic blitzes that we send sometimes. And and, and maybe maybe they just didn't want to do that with golf today. But I, I just think after three quarters of not getting to the quarterback, yeah. you try something different yeah, in the yeah, fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I – I just didn't see it, man. And and, and sometimes you got to give credit to the other teams. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Golf got the ball out quickly, quickly, all game, really. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just got to give credit to the other team too, man. Okay, Rodney, give me your offensive and your defensive player that stood <laughs> well, out to you today. I mean, offensive. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you never know. Everybody sees the game differently. It's, so it's you... offense is number twenty-two. Now, man. and 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 when I say give me somebody who stood out. It doesn't necessarily have to be a positive I, thing, okay? Okay, so, okay, okay, never mind. I take that back. <laughs> See? Exactly. <laughs> DJ Moore. Um, yeah, he stood out, okay? Yeah, he stood out. Yeah. Um, Fall down. <laughs> Fall down. Please. Fall down, please. Fall down, please, man. Fall like, I, I understand the fight for the more yards you want to get. Sometimes the best play is just to fall down. Like Cam had to learn the, the best play is to check down. Some Sometimes the best play is to fall down. I think DJ Moore needs to have a conversation with Greg Olson. We talked about this off camera. There was a play a few years ago where Greg Olson was trying to make a play. He dropped the ball. Since that point, he never dropped the ball <laughs> since that point. Go have a talk with Greg Olson. Now, and, and now, on, now, on the fumble, on the fumble, it was a perfect textbook peanut punch. It was a, in his defense. It, to be fair, it, right. it was a you're pe- right. So, so. Are are we are we overreacting? Because because he only fumbled once. The the, the well, other here, one was credit here, Cam Newton. Y'all yeah. y'all know my favorite saying: optics mean everything. We saw DJ Moore last year with some twice. critical fumbles. What you're saying is completely fair and true, but at the same time. Sometimes when the wrong person does it, it's like yeah, tighten up, man. Regardless yeah. of the situation, yeah. man. You know what I mean? But. To answer your question, I, come on, man. It's CMC, dude. Yeah, it, okay. So it, 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 it was the Carolina McCaffrey's today. The Carolina like, it, it was, dude. Okay, it's, so it's, it's like he was the only one with heart on the field sometimes, man. Seriously. Yeah. Let, let, let's, let's, hop, let's, let's jump on the other side of the ball. Good and bad. Good and bad. Give me your player or players that stood out today. Oh, James Bradbury. James Bradbury. Justified. Good coverage. Uh, sacks. Interceptions. Was there with his man. Uh I hate the, the the bad one. I hate to call it out, man. Luke, 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 like he 
someone's someone's been taking off the fastball, man, and it's it's, it's kind of disappointing. But I'm not worried about. Luke I'm not worried man. about it either. I, he's he's, he's, he's going to correct himself he for the is. next game. He is. He's but gonna, he's going to be a monster from here on out. Man. I need to cut you off, bro. I mean, no, no, what you got, Jamal? Give me your players that stood out. Stood out, man. Shaq Thompson actually stood out to me, and and he stood out to me for a, a, a kind of a different reason because I think the coaching staff put him in some very very tough positions. Today. Yeah. There was one too many times for my liking where I saw Shaq Thompson covering the slot receiver. Yep. Now, coming out of college, he was touted as a guy who could do that. That doesn't mean he should be doing that all the time, especially when you have Russ Cockrell and Kevon Seymour. Yep. Why are you having a linebacker out there Jamie covering the slot receiver? Too. You get what I'm saying? That puts a lot of pressure on the defense to try to, try to kind of shade their coverage toward the slot guy. You get what I'm saying? Because you got your linebacker doing that. So, um, even with that being said, he made some good plays. He had one play where he knocked all oh, girly. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That was – Play the, the wood on you. He put the wood on you, man. Yeah, but no, no. Um, I, the other guy that stood out, unfortunately, was Luke as well. But yeah. like I said, I, man, there's not one part of me that's worried about Luke Keekley going forward. Now, with, 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 some of the, with some of the negatives that we brought up um, – I got one more stand All right, what you got? Vernon Butler. Let's move on. Okay. I'm sorry, who? With some of the with some of the negatives that we're pointing out, and we kinda already talked about this earlier, how much are you guys attributing this to the lack of offseason? Um as far as Luke Keekley being off today. Um not much to me. I, I it's it's natural at this point. Uh He's about 29, 30. Yeah. So it's, he's it's, been in the league long enough. He's been in the league long enough. But it's, it's how, not however, however. He's still high caliber. Uh, hi, hi, however, it's still game one, man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, you, you get a, this stuff is going to happen early in the season. And so I, I don't put much stock in Now, speaking of game one, this is the first game of the season. We're in Charlotte. We're hyped. Cam Newton is healthy. We got we got our receiving core coming back. We got We got playoff aspirations. And half the stadium is empty. What 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 is really going on? It's hot game? as hell, Vince. No, it doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it's too much humidity, man. <laughs> we the, the south, man. The Why south, can man. we not fill out these stadiums now? When look, we... look, look, in the long run, this is going to help us. and tell you why. Okay, Tepper is going to be like, look, it was hot as hell out there. If I had my nice dome, it'd be packed out. But you know what? You know what? Woke. It's gonna it's gonna help. <laughs> no, I'm actually woker because, because because hey, I got my woker wear in the car. Okay, so <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, and here's what's gonna happen because they're so sparse. He's gonna be looking for another demographic to fill up that stadium. Here we go. And he's gonna find it at the border. There you go. He's going to find it when he builds his dome. But, Rodney, what's the real reason, dude? Because yeah. that, that cannot be your real reason, man. You, you got uh, something better than that. Come it's on, the wine man. and cheese crowd, man. Uh, it's, 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 Wait, it's, who's, you said it's the wine and cheese crowd? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Who is the banking capital here in the United States? Charlotte. It's New York. No, it's New York. We're close. No, Charlotte we're is close. Num- Charlotte's number two. two. We're close. Charlotte's number two, right? Right. right? And we're right there in the heart of it. Do you know where the banking center is not? On the border. 
<laughs> it's not on the. So when we move, man, you you and your campaign to move to Rock Hill, man. But, we we got. But kill here's this, the crazy man. part about it. Mm-hmm. I don't even want the team to go to the border. I just I just see the 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 it's effects, the positive effects of doing so. So back to the Charlotte Piper Foundry. Like, <laughs> it's already done deal, man. So but no, what? Get, get uh, seriously though. Why why do you think game one we we couldn't we couldn't fill out the stadium today? Weather. Uh. It hasn't really been any changes with the team, man. I mean, to be honest with you, Ron is still there. Cam is still the QB. I mean, you have an expectation. What are you alluding to, Rodney? Basically, I'm not alluding to anything. I'm just throwing (laughs) some facts out there for some people. You win one season, you lose one season. You win one season, you lose one season. Everybody's like, oh, this this is our year to win. I mean, it's it's predictability. I mean, that's what it is. The tickets are high as hell. It's hot as hell. You're going to spend $12 for a beer. A hot beer, probably. Uh, parking is thirty, forty dollars. Going to take the train down there. The train's going to be crowded. I mean, it's 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 a whole lot of things going on, man. All right. So here's something I've been looking forward to answering. Um, I'm I'm half and half with this. Believe it or not, I'm not going to totally go the way y'all think I'm going to go. So the way I look at it is, okay, this team did not make the playoffs last year. We that's that's a known fact. Okay. 2015, we were hot. Not only were we hot, we were trendy. Mm-hmm. We were cool. We were national. Mm-hmm. People talked about us. People in other markets were wearing Panther stuff, and we were cool. So you saying the weather's kind of what? Excuse me. The weather's kind of weird. Fair. Yeah. yeah Fair. Just a little. Just a little bit. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we're not we're we're not really that trendy and cool anymore. Now y'all know. Off camera and outside of podcast, y'all know how hard I have been on this Charlotte fan base. Y'all know how hard I've been. They keep proving me right every single time, man. And I'm sorry to say that. Now, to Rodney's point, I will say this. There has been a noticeable increase in ticket prices over the last five years as well. That You have to take that into consideration, man. You get what I'm saying? I think with the ticket prices, we want to be... Bigger than what we may be. Newsflash: Winning half the time makes you raise the ticket prices. <laughs> I mean, fair point though. You, you get what I'm saying? And I again, man, and, and not to mention, if you looked at the the, the screen steals throughout the game, mm-hmm. there was one section in particular that looked more empty, emptier than others, and that was the club level. Who mm-hmm. owns the club level? Who owns those club level seats? The guys who probably ain't really into football in the first place. So, so basically, we just need to give them more of a reason. More, get, they need to give the fans more of a reason to want to come out there in their heat. Kaepernick's a free agent. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. They had a chance yesterday to do that, and they could have brought in Antonio Brown because he just got released by the Browns. Okay, but we got to go pay some bills. All right, so we're gonna step out for a little bit, and then we'll be right back. All right, so y'all stay tuned. Gotcha. All right, and we're back. So before we took our break, we were trying to talk about ways to get people to come to come out to the games, okay? And unless you've been on the rock for the last 24 hours, you know that Antonio Brown got released by the by the um by the Raiders after acting like a three year old, <laughs> and he got picked up by the Patriots in like 21 minutes afterwards, okay? So um, I have this theory. Okay, it's not hard to figure out, but go ahead. Since about 
May, he knew he was going to New England. Thank you. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay. So there was never a chance for the Panthers <laughs> to pick up A.B. Now, we don't have to talk about the Panthers possibly picking up A.B. Because me personally, I wouldn't have wanted him to come here for, mm-hmm. for other reasons. But just with, with – Even with, after today's game? No, I still wouldn't have wanted because, – because the reason why is – He's an all-world talent, and mm-hmm. man, he acted out intentionally to get released so he yeah. could go where he wanted to go. But at the end of the day, if someone wants to do that, there's a saying that, that goes that when someone show you who they are, believe, believe them the them first do. time. Yeah. And if he gets here and things aren't going his way, even if we're winning, right. we we run the risk of him acting out again right. and, and becoming right. the next Oakland Rangers. Right. Right. So I wouldn't have wanted to take that risk. But this, this this being a sports podcast that happened in the NFL, like just give me your thoughts overall, not necessarily how it's related to the Panthers. Um, for I when it, when it, when all this went down, here's the questions I, I had when this all went down. What is it that he wasn't getting? Like, what what is it that he wanted in Pittsburgh first? Mm-hmm. Not let's not even talk about Oakland yet, or whatever they are, Las Vegas, whatever. What is it that he wasn't getting with the Steelers that made him act out in the first place? Yeah. It's not like you didn't have a good quarterback. It's not like you didn't have a chance to win the Super Bowl. It's not like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is definitely not a bad organization. So, what is it that you wasn't? What What is it that you didn't get what you want in Pittsburgh? And now you go to Oakland, which you probably didn't really want to be there no. in the first place. Never. So, with that being said, since you're somewhere you didn't want to be. The the approach to him doing what he did was completely unprofessional. Yeah, agreed, yeah. completely agreed. unprofessional. It sets a horrible precedence for anybody who's unhappy where they are now. Because this ain't the last time we're gonna see it. It's not the last time we're gonna see it, unfortunately, man. And and is it is I'm pretty much disgusted by the whole thing. And quite honestly, I I can say I'm disgusted because he's going to the Patriots, and it gives me another reason to hate them. But quite honestly, it that's that's the least of the reason why I, I'm disgusted by all of this, yeah. man. Now, um, I saw something on Facebook the other day, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and make this as short as possible. But gotcha. I wonder if there's some sort of of problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers culture as to why Ooh. Antonio Brown did this. And I saw that in 2014 – uh, LeGarrette Blunt was actually signed by the Steelers to mentor uh, Le'Veon Bell, who they had just drafted. Mm-hmm. But right before the season started, the two of them got pulled over. Um, they were then one. They was drinking and driving, and they were actually high as well. So later in the year, um, Blunt actually walked off of the field in the minute in the uh, middle of the game, saying that he was angry and he wasn't getting enough carries. So the Steelers cut him, and within less than a day, he signed with the Patriots. The Patriots. Then, in 2017, James Harrison was released by the Steelers towards <laughs> the end of the season because he was acting unusual, skipping team meetings, ignoring the coach's directions and all that stuff. So three days after he got released, he was signed by the Patriots. And then now Antonio Brown actually kind of did this because he walked out of the last game right. with Pittsburgh, right. got traded away. Oh snap! I thought they was gonna release me, and this is just me adding a conjecture here. But he got out of he got out of Oakland, and then boom, he's in New England. I'm I'm gonna make an unusual parallel with this. 
So we all remember when Steve Smith got traded from the Panthers, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And the reasoning that Dave Gettleman gave us was that basically you can't have too many alpha males and too many egos in the locker room. Mm -hmm. I believe that may have been the case in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. I think there are, just throughout the last, what, five to ten years maybe, there's been a lot of alpha dogs, mainly Ben Roethlisberger. He's been the main constant, obviously, on these rosters. And I just I, – I don't think it's a coincidence. However, <laughs> when you got all these guys who are good and they know they're good and they know what they can do, it's going to create these situations. Now, why they keep going to the Patriots and why they act like complete saints when they get there? Exactly. When they, when they I have get, no idea. That's another story. Now – in 2006, there was another player in Oakland who got released <laughs> for conduct detrimental to the team and ended up in New England. You guys want to take a guess at who that was? Randy Moss. Moss. Mr. Randy. So what, Randy the, Moss. what the heck is really going on? And, and why is the pipeline Steelers to Patriots? I what, I, is even Oakland to, the, to New England? Exactly. So like, there, there's no, no, no. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. That, yeah, that's actually what I meant Oakland, to say. Yeah, why yeah. is this, why is the pipeline from Oakland to the Patriots all the time, man? Like that's now, now, okay. Anybody with any common sense, like Roddy said, can see that Antonio Brown planned this from day one. Right. He knew what he was going right. to do. Y'all ain't woke. It's just not checking. Do y'all <laughs> think that the Patriots tampered in any way? I would not Probably. put it past him. I definitely wouldn't put it past him. No, I, mean, you, I mean, I mean, hey, look. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's there's no to proof. To the average person, is obvious, but you got the burden of proof is on us. Yeah, right, 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 right. And Belichick has buried bodies before, <laughs> and so but you would he, not put it past the Patriots. No, I wouldn't put it past him. Exactly. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I, I echo the same sentiment. Well, listen, because they actually wanted to trade for him. And Pittsburgh's like, nah, we're not trading to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. They didn't want to do it to and he them. never really wanted to go to Oakland. Like, yeah. I, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play for Grudy. Oh, yeah. just like somebody else really didn't want to be in Oakland yeah, the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to throw a stat out there to you guys before we move on. Um, heading into the season right now, there are four wide receivers that have had a 1,600-yard season. Three of those four now currently – play for the New England Patriots mm, 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 with Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, and Demarius Thomas. Can I just say one thing about Josh Gordon? I wish every black person in America had the same privilege Josh Gordon does. You and me both. It must be you nice. You and me both. And it, it's it funny nice. that you say that because I'm in a group <laughs> chat. Him and Marvin Lewis must be related. <laughs> I'm in a, a group. He was a big one in the past life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a group chat, and a couple of days ago, someone posted – the screenshot of, of Josh Gordon, you know, coming back to Patriots training camp. And everyone's like, I'm so happy for him. I want him to succeed, da 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 And I'm sitting over here like, um, I've given up on dude, but congratulations on your 20th chance in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, you know what? You know what? It's, it's, it's so crazy, like, for us regular people, like, athletes are all their life, if you're an exceptional athlete, you are told you are an exceptional. You're exception to the rule. You get treated. You get treated differently. Differently. And it's just like, it's just crazy to see that in the real world. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, man, if I got 
caught smoking weed 12 times. I wouldn't have a job. Exactly, I'd be exactly. You need yeah. street pharmaceuticals right now. I, man, I'm telling you, I didn't rack up. <laughs> we, we'd really have to get those YouTube subscribers up if you did that. <laughs> hey, man, I got all day to end at that point. But you know, um, that actually that actually um, brought something up in my mind. I want to kind of, I'm going to try and point something out, all right? So take Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Gordon has been suspended from the league. Um, three, four times? Maybe three, four, or five times, all for marijuana. And, you know, every time he, he lets him clean his act up, he, you know, they, they allow him to come back. And, and again, I'm, I don't I don't judge. Like, I understand it. If somebody, PSA, weed shouldn't be illegal to me, but rules are rules. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's allowed to come back, which, right. which, is, which is cool, you know. As long as he's done what you tell him to do, give him, give him 40 or 50 chances. Right. You take Antonio Brown. Um, he missed practice because of... Uh, the frostbitten feet a couple weeks ago. Um, he he told the league that he would not play if he could not get his old helmet from Pittsburgh. Um, he then called his boss. Um, I'm going to say racial slur because there are some people out there. If you want to say it, you go right on the head. Buddy. He called him a cracker. <laughs> so he called his boss a racial slur, and and he 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 told them to train him. He got picked. Like all of this stuff that is happening. With these guys, and they are still being allowed to play. Hey man, talent. Kaepernick took a knee. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Hey man, look. But doesn't sorry, I got say. Producer, what's up? Right, Producer, doesn't that speak to the actual playing ability of Colin Kaepernick? Because the, these guys are game changers, and their owners allow. Is, them to is Josh Gordon game. still a game changer at this point? Fair question, right? He had, he was I one. Now, I, I can't answer this question, so I maybe put my foot in my mouth, but I'm going to throw it out there. Is Richie Incognito a game changer? Absolutely not. No. 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 Was, was, was Riley Cooper a game changer? Riley Cooper definitely wasn't a game changer, and he said a lot worse than what... Uh, quick question. Quick question. Is, is Kerry Collins a game changer? So, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> so it, is it really about ability? But we're talking about Antonio Brown. Let's be fair. No, 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 no. That's all the fame right there. No, no, no. You are. No, you're 100% correct about that. That's all the fame. First ballot. And I'd even say that Josh Gordon, at his peak. He was on that path. Josh Gordon might still be his peak. (laughs) He might still be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Colin Kaepernick was, at worst, a serviceable, at best, good. But here's the point. Here's the point that will kind of even all of this out, man. Colin Kaepernick, Colin, Colin Kaepernick is still better than I'm, half, I'm sleeping. At least half. At least half of these backup quarterbacks in the league. That's, I'm going to go number with one. He's yeah, better than Will Greer. No, that's number one. He's number two. Will Greer. What? <laughs> <laughs> number two. What he did a nearly half as bad as some of these other people. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean, but the NFL, line, man. the NFL is letting murderers come back. Yep. Uh, child beaters. Yeah, woman beaters. <laughs> woman beaters. Drug users. Drug uh, users. Driving, drinking while driving. Uh, there was vehicular homicide. There, everything. There, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But good. don't you kneel and disrespect that goddamn flag, guys. <laughs> Boy, don't you. say that. Don't say that because you pushed the narrative that he was disrespecting flag. Yeah, right. no, 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 for talent level. And I don't even think Colin Kaepernick was that bad. I think that's just a narrative that's being created. And I, I, I totally agree. Bad, but was he good enough 
to justify to, it. To, to ignore whatever it was. Well, I remember Colin Kaepernick coming to Carolina and leaving on his way to the Super Bowl. He was good at some point. I was, I, but, but Alex Smith outplayed Colin Kaepernick during the time that he was the starter for the 49ers. Did he really? I, I, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I, mean, I mean, we look, I, I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Colin Kaepernick, no one's ever going to say Colin Kaepernick in Hall of Fame. Yeah, agree, agree. But Antonio Brown? Yeah. Hall of Fame? Yeah. Oh, he's uh, a shoe-in, man. Thomas, maybe not Hall of Fame, but, but really good. Hall of very good. All, all pro? Yeah. Uh, I'm just been playing devil's advocate. Y'all nah. really yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we, we, we get it. Yeah, we no, get no, it. I get it. I get it. But look, hey, Colin that's a, in the Brothers Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's, that's a good stopping point. We're gonna we're gonna step out for a few more minutes to uh, take care of some things, and then we'll be right back for our culture segment. All right, y'all. Damn, Panthers. And we're back. Real what question, it do, real baby? Real okay. Audience question. All right. If Sly doesn't miss that field goal, do the Panthers win? Because the score would have been 30-30 at the end of the game. No. <laughs> I think they I think they win. I, I, really? think, I think they build some momentum. Because if you look going into <laughs> halftime, even though they ended the uh, the first half on a field goal, if I remember right, the offense had actually started to click going into the, uh, the half. If he makes that field goal, I, I think Carolina wins this game. It's tough for me to answer that question because I don't know because he obviously wouldn't be out there trying to tackle Todd Gurley and the other running back. So <laughs> it's tough for me to I, I think they win if he makes that I, first I, field goal. I think the real momentum shift was the fumble that wasn't a fumble. We'll just leave it there. I actually think that was the right call. I, I from when Mike Anderson again. I, I no, no, I really think it was the right call gotcha. because they, they they acknowledge because the play, the, the call on the field, the call on the field was was an incomplete pass. It was an incomplete. So if they say he caught it, but they didn't know. Now, if it was, if the ruling was catch, fumble, recovery by Carolina, once they determined it was a catch, then it was like Carolina ball. So quasi quasi, I kind of understand why it was the call was the way it was. Okay, so <laughs> I don't like it, but you know we pride ourselves on not being biased on this show, so I can't be biased. Well, I'm upset, so I'm biased right I'm now. Be- <laughs> Slightly. I'm with you, man. All right, but look, getting into our culture segment. So we have a iconic Dairy Queen here in uh, Plaza Midwood, here in, in uh, Charlotte, that uh, that's going to be closing, I believe, on the first of November. Yep, November first. Um, they they were leasing the building, and the people that they were leasing it to, they could not agree the terms to renew the lease. So they both mutually agreed to uh, part ways, and they're going to move to another location. I, I wonder how much of a mutual agreement. Yeah, that I understand. Was, but so with Charlotte being in this huge. Um, uh, phase of improvement and gentrification and pushing Improve, out all these mom and pop shots. Uh, where do you guys feel about this situation? Uh, First off, have you guys ever eaten at that particular uh, Dairy Queen? Uh, hell yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Okay. I've never been there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've driven by a billion Millions times, billion but times. I've just never eaten there. So, and the reason why I asked that, because in the aftermath of the news coming out, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of people here in Charlotte who are now going out to the Dairy Queen and they're like quasi-quasi protesting and all that good stuff. And I get it, 
But at the same time, you weren't there last week. Like, like, let's let's be real. Throw me a ball. Like, like, (laughs) no matter how you feel about something, like, this is the natural progression of everything. It was going to go at some day anyway. Vince, Charlotte's trending. You have to make things in Charlotte cool to get people to latch on. (laughs) And right now, apparently processing Dairy Queen is trendy. So So the first thing that comes to my mind is Charlotte is for sale and it's available to the highest bidder. Pretty much. That's that's, that's just how it is, man. Uh, You look at the city 15, 20 years ago, it's, it's a vastly different place. Uh, I remember back in the day, Uptown was dead at five o'clock. <laughs> right now, Uptown is like a party center, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just it's just baffling to me. I mean, Eastland Mall and everything. Now that area is it's completely different. So I mean, it's it's just change. Um, I'm, I'm sad that it has to go, but I mean, developers rule today in Charlotte. That, that's just how it is, man. Um, our our caption for this was uh, what was the the price of growth is that yeah 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 that pretty much says it all. Um, speaking of price, that lot is worth what Kaiser one point one point three million dollars. Yeah. I'm gonna play devil's advocate today. Um, <laughs> if if you were uh, offered one point three million dollars to 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 kick whoever out and build whatever you want to. Get Whoa. your ass off my leg. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gotta go home. You ain't gotta go home. Get, 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 get away from there. I mean, but the, the thing is, now to, to, to be a little more serious about this is that the price of growth, especially with Charlotte, is you, you add stuff, but when you add stuff, what do you have to do? Take you have away. to, you have to yeah. take something away. Unfortunately, this legendary, iconic Dairy Queen is what we have to take away right now. Now, the good news about this is that the owners have agreed to relocate it and yeah, yeah, put yeah, another yeah. one very close by. I think people are going to forget about all of this once the new one is built, honestly. That's just an honest opinion. But I think people are more upset at the sentiment. Yeah. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not, I don't think people are upset that that particular uh, uh, Dairy Queen is not going to be there. It's just the sentiment. It's yeah. What we know and what we're used to, people who are from here have passed by that place millions, millions and millions, times. millions of times. You get what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's symbolism, and, and, and people we we don't like our symbols being taken away from us. Basically, now yeah. what makes this particular Dairy Queen so iconic? Quotation mark. It's quotation been there for yeah. 1950s. Simply because yeah. it's been there so long. Yeah, man. And and and. I'm, I'm probably it's like a relic yeah. back to like the old Charlotte, and and and, not, and 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 not to mention like there are plenty of people who actually know the two owners who are extremely nice people. You get what I'm saying? So I think they they just kind of feel bad for also, them. So. Plaza Midwood is part of old Charlotte. Old Charlotte. Yeah. The very first Family Dollar is literally right, right across, across the street. street. Yep. So when people see what gentrification is doing to Plaza Midwood. Because I think if they were getting rid of that Dairy Queen and replacing it with like a community center, no, no, yeah. that I, but, but we know it's going to be there. A sterile, gray-looking building is going in that spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what's yeah. coming. And see, <clears> and, and I've only been living in Charlotte for about four years now, four or five years. So it's it's hard. Like I don't have this the the sentiment that a lot of people have attached to it, and. My thing is when I was when I was going to classes every day, I use Central to go back and forth mm-hmm. to class because you know everyone knows Central Piedmont is right down yep. the road. When I see that Dairy Queen, I'm like, man, I've never eaten that Dairy Queen before. I should go by there and get some ice cream. 
But the visual was so bad. I always got deterred. I was like, nah, I'll go. <laughs> let me go find it. So like, I'm going to tell you why your visual is bad. Because you're not from here. Yeah, exactly. But listen, but more specifically, you see old, really old building Dairy Queen. And then next to it, you see new, new high-rise condos. You get what I'm saying? So the surroundings don't fit with the building. Now, ironically, um, one of the co-owners from Soul Gastro Lounge, she, she, she um, kind of stated Plaza Midwood still has the biggest middle finger in Charlotte. That the, being the, the Thirsty, thirsty Beaver. Beaver. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Thirsty Beaver is a very small, homely-looking bar right in the middle of these humongous condos because the owner wouldn't sell. So I even went in Thirsty Beaver one night because I was like, that is pretty damn cool. I actually want to go speak to people. Yeah, and you I was going to ask you, I was actually going to bring it up. Have you guys been to Thirsty Beaver? My I, wife I, has. I, I walked in one time. I, so me and my wife used to hang out there before this happened because a lot of bikers hang there. My yep. wife's mother is a biker. So she'd be like, "Come hang out at Thirsty Beaver," and it's a hole in the wall. It's, it's oh yeah, it is. It is. It is. Like, you been there before? I've rode. I've drove by. It's not like a good bar, but since this has happened, the patronage of that place is now skyrocketed. It's skyrocketed, so, man. And, just should, move on that part. What a business move that was, man. And sometimes you sacrifice short money. For long, money. I'm about to say this is might be chestnut checkers. Yeah. They won't. <laughs> they won't. They won't. Also, the Wendy's at Midtown. Mm-hmm. So y'all not from here, but y'all probably don't remember Midtown Mall. I do. So, I can't even so imagine the Wendy's them all right in front of that BJ's. Yep, BJ's best one. So when they they had offered money to tear that Wendy's down, Wendy's. and the owner said, "Nope, nope, not doing it. Not doing it." And what a business look, move that turned out to be. Place in that area, yeah, in that area, there is a Bojangles, and it is packed every. That, that Wendy's, yeah. So, you know. So, so, uh, like you see trip to Whiskey Beaver at some point. Whiskey Beaver, Thirsty. 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 What did I get whiskey for? Because there's Whiskey, whiskey Warehouse. Uh, maybe down that's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Thirsty so, Beaver. Thirsty Beaver. Do we take a trip there in the future? We can. We can. All right, yeah, we we need, we need, all right let's go. <laughs> well, hey, we'll we'll, we'll go well, to Dairy, uh, well, uh, well, we'll go to Dairy Queen and well, then we'll walk down to Thirsty Beaver to wash it down. Well, well, like seventy four percent of the African Americans in the in the United States, I'm lactose, so I watch them <laughs> eat some Dairy Queen because I'll be a, a shitty day for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're gonna segue into our shout outs from that point. Okay, so uh, Jamal, give me give me a shout outs. Now we already know you're grateful for Mr. Taggart. Uh, Roddy, go ahead. What you got? <laughs> Y'all got one more time. I swear to God. Y'all got one more time to bring up that damn Juco team down in Tallahassee before I flip this table over. Go ahead. Oh, man. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, Shout out to my wife. Uh, Yeah. Last year at this time, she was in the hospital uh, for a week. At this point, we were watching the Panthers versus Cowboys game, and we didn't know what was going on with her. Uh, Flash forward a year later. Fast forward a year later, she's like fully recovered. And shout out to that. And then also shout out to uh shout out to Charlotte, man. Uh stay cool. Yeah. Stay cool. Right, what you what you got, Jamal? Um, shout out to my grandmother. I just love you a lot. I'll just keep it at that. Um, shout out to uh the World Lit uh festival that went on at Camp North End yesterday. And I actually wanted to issue an apology to one of the organizers because we wanted to have you on the show, but because of scheduling stuff. 
we just couldn't fit you. But next time, we definitely want you on. Shout out to Brandy Weaver and the rest of the organizers at uh, the World Lit Fest that crept Camp North in yesterday. All right, so I got two shout outs as well. Uh, I kind of shouted one out in the beginning already, but I got to give a shout out to the only Brown that I recognize, and that's Mac Brown up there in oh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. They got them boys balling right now. Oh, so, you know, man. shout out to him revitalizing the uh, North Carolina uh, football team up there. Hey, um, man. Who do I submit my fan transfer form to? You can submit it to me. Okay. And then I'll, right. I'll just, what basically what you'll do, you submit it to me. Um, I'll approve it, make sure everything is good. And okay. then I'll just announce it to uh, Tar Hill Nation that we have a new fan <laughs> and you'll be good to go. All right. I appreciate now, what it, you got to What you got to do, what you got to do. Now, we don't believe in burning jerseys because that was good money. Right, right. But you got to take all of your Florida State gear and you got to like donate it to, to an organization. All right? I, I'm already ready to do that. So, anyway, so. in about six weeks, Weeks when they're three <laughs> and five, so we're gonna win again. So yeah, one more game, and y'all gonna miss the bowl. Oh, are, are you still gonna try to be a fan? I'll think about. He it. will be no, and he will because here's the here's the trade off to being a North Carolina football fan. It allows you to be a North Carolina basketball fan. I didn't say I was ready to give up basketball. <laughs> I mean, I don't see Connecticut right. going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, but Ooh, come on, man. it's there. It's we'll be, transferable. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> but hey, my last my last shout out that I want to give. Uh, I really don't have all the details of this situation, but I saw something on Facebook about a week ago. There's a uh, cemetery somewhere in I want to say West Charlotte, uh, mm-hmm. Cedar Grove mm-hmm. Cemetery. And it's been here since the 50s. I believe it's an African-American cemetery. And the people that are taking care of it, or that are supposed to take care of it, they've stopped taking care of it um, in the last couple of years. And they're beefing with the the city of Charlotte as to who is responsible for the upkeep of the of the Dogma Cemetery. So after I came across the article, um, I'm in a few chat groups and whatnot. Can't I, even be dead comfortably. Yeah, I no, no, and it gets worse. It gets worse. I put it in a few groups. Hey, y'all, what are y'all doing on Saturday? Let's go out there. Let's clean up the trash. Let's mow the, the, you know, all that good stuff. But before I went out, before we done so, I drove out there on Tuesday. Um, It's not grass and trash. There are full-blown, grown trees all throughout the cemetery. Like, you are going to have to call professionals to clean out this cemetery. And, and here's the worst part of it all. And this is more of a sentimental mm. uh, factor right here. The cemetery is about a 10-second walk next to an elementary school. Mm. So I can't remember the name of the elementary school, but it just doesn't sit right to me that there's an elementary school right next beside a, a, cemetery. a cemetery. So I tried to do some due diligence. I actually went to the local police station um, to say, hey, how do I go about, like, can I get permission to come out there with some guys and help clean this place up mm-hmm. and I not have to worry about going to jail or anything like that? And they were less than willing to help me. Like, man, I didn't wow. even, I wasn't even allowed in the police station. I had to talk through a dog on intercom. And he basically, the, the guy that I spoke to through the intercom, he basically was like, you need to find out who owns the place or who owns the cemetery and go through the, go through those channels. But the people who own the cemetery are saying that it's not their responsibility to even maintain the the, uh, the cemetery. So 
I think what we're going to do, we're just going to try and choose a day where we can all go out there and just try and do what we can. But I just think that's beyond pathetic. Shout, uh, shout, what's the cemetery again? Cedar Grove. Okay. Cedar Grove. Cedar, I think it's Cedar Grove. So, yeah. If, if Cedar Grove was in Ballantyne, we wouldn't yeah, have to worry about it. We wouldn't have it. this problem. It we wouldn't have this problem. Kaiser, what you got? Uh, uh, shout out to uh, F1 driver Lewis Hamilton. He, came in, he only came in third at the Italian Grand Prix today. However, that is his 12th podium finish of the season which puts him well ahead in points for driver championship. He wins. It will be his sixth, which will be one behind Michael Schumacher for most all time. A lot of people regard him as the greatest F1 driver ever. And what's special about Lewis Hamilton, he's a black guy with cornrows. That's right. The greatest F1 driver of all time. Awesome. He's a black dude with cornrows. That is awesome. Shout out to anyone who understood that sublimity. soccer, F1. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Shout out to Vinny for that fire beat you rapped over too, man. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. That's, that'll be out. Our, our producer can actually spit, y'all. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, uh, we just want to say thanks for watching another episode of Under Construction. Uh, don't forget to like, share, follow, comment, and subscribe on all our channels. And we will see you next week. Clips is number one. <laughs> subscribe right. to that YouTube channel, y'all.